Hey there, and welcome back to the Purpose and Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Sato, and I am really excited to be talking about a topic that I have had a love-hate relationship with ever since I went into business. Can you guess? Sales. Now, if you're anything like me, you probably have some baggage when it comes to selling and putting yourself out there and not wanting to be a salesy weirdo, as my friend Becky says. But in order to run a successful business, whether you love sales or hate sales, if you want to build a business that really creates impact, then you have to sell. I wanted to address this tension because I do believe this pressure to balance impact and sales and money and profit sometimes gets in the way. And the reason for that is because most of us went into business because we wanted to make a difference. I know I did. And so in order to do that, in order to make that difference, we've done the work. We've done the work to build a strong foundation. We've incorporated initiatives in our business that allow us to serve and to give back and to hopefully start to close some of those big social or environmental or fill in the blank with the impact that you really care about. We've done the work of putting ourselves out there even when it's uncomfortable. But in our quest for impact, we often allow our sales, our marketing, and other business operations that are absolutely critical for growth, we let those fall by the wayside. Now, the reason, of course, is because we're trying to hold that tension. We have this deep sense of, I know I need to be doing these things, but what I'd really rather be doing is the thing, the impact, the purpose-driven work. So today's episode and next week's actually are really about overcoming or maybe balancing is the better word, this tension so that we can prioritize the work that needs to be done in order to create the impact and the change that we really want to see. A couple weeks ago on the blog, I talked about the Mother Teresa complex, and this concept is really at the heart of the struggle. So Mother Teresa, of course, needs no introduction. And this complex is essentially the tendency that we have as purpose-driven entrepreneurs to prioritize the mission over revenue-generating activities, so sales. And in my case, that was a huge part of my story. I really wanted to make an impact and the idea of selling, of trying to get people to buy my thing just felt really uncomfortable. But here's the rub. When we prioritize the mission without adding some stabilization to the financial aspects of our business, we actually slow down our impact. We slow down the success and the activities that we know will actually make a difference. So if you're scratching your head thinking, okay, well, how do I prioritize mission while still doing the things that need doing in the business? So I want to give you a couple of examples of what it might look like when you are not prioritizing the revenue generating side. And I think that will give you some insight into where you might have some opportunity areas. 
The first way over-prioritizing mission is often seen is when we feel some reluctance to prioritize our revenue generating activities. So we will focus on client work or community engagement or other impact related activities instead of being on social media, engaging with our followers, making sales posts, whatever that might look like. I know this really showed up for me, especially in the early days when I was really focused on wanting to learn everything I could about how to support women in Egypt, how to help them close the gap in entrepreneurship and the support and mentorship that they might need in order to be successful in growing their business. But what I found out very quickly is while that's super energizing, it's not actually going to pay the bills and it's not going to give me the tools and the resources I need in order to actually go do the thing. So that balance was out of whack. When we focus on balancing out the revenue generating activities and do that through the lens of impact, things start to feel a little bit better. The second way this takes shape is when we downplay the importance of actually having a marketing and sales strategy. There is no way that you can run an effective business with a hope and prayer strategy. I'm all about hope. I'm all about prayer. But when it comes to running a business, you need an actual strategy. Everything from how you're going to market your business, how you're going to get in front of other people who don't know about you, how you're going to nurture your clients um, and the people who are on your list, on social media, people that you're engaging with. And then how are you actually going to sell? What are you going to sell? All of those pieces are absolutely essential. So if you're sort of downplaying the importance of having those kinds of strategies and really documenting the way in which you are going to show up, consistently having conversations, etc. That is where you can start to see how that over-prioritizing of the mission starts to show up here as well. The third way this takes shape is with our discomfort with the sales process as a whole. And one of the most powerful things you can do is lead a person through a sales conversation. Here's why I say that. When you're doing that, you are offering a really powerful service. You are holding space. You are listening with empathy and for understanding. And then you're able to show the person on the other end of the call that you know how to solve the problem that they have and can help them do that in a way that allows them to create real impact in the world. The same is true for you. So having a sales framework is a really important part of the process and will allow you to be in service while also doing sales. The last way that this often shows up, and I'm almost reluctant to say this, is underpricing. Now, among my own friend group, I have been known as the person who is sort of obsessed with pricing and wanting to consistently see women increase their prices because notoriously we are underpricing. So if you take a look at what you're putting out into the world and it is 
underpriced, it is not reflecting the true value of the transformational experience. If it's not reflecting the actual costs that go into delivering the service and creating the impact that you're trying to see, you are underpriced. And that's where we are often doing that at the expense of the mission. And part of the reason behind that is we typically think, oh, if I just make my prices low, it creates more accessibility. The problem with that is we don't actually bring the right people into the business. We aren't able to generate the revenue that we need in order to actually make the difference that we really want to see. So those four ideas are ways that you can start to gauge whether or not your mission or purpose balance is out of whack or out of alignment with the actual needs of your business. So how do we navigate this complex? We start by defining clear revenue goals. I know that for a lot of people, talking about money still feels taboo. But revenue generation, as you're already starting to see, is absolutely vital. It is truly the lifeblood of the business. It's what allows you to do the things that you need to do to invest in the kind of services, resources, tools, whatever it might be in order to serve your clients well, deliver your product or service, and create the kind of impact that you really want to make. When you're doing your annual or semi-annual or even quarterly planning, it's really good to constantly go back and look at what are my revenue goals and do that alongside your social or environmental objectives. It's not an either or. You need both. Your revenue goals ensure that your business is able to generate sufficient income to cover everything that's involved, including paying yourself, covering operational expenses, covering impact-related expenses, and then leaving some for the profit side of the business. The second way that we can tackle this complex is to start communicating your impact. Now, what I hear often is, I don't want to brag or make this about me. And I have to say, I completely relate to this. In fact, I was just having a conversation with a couple of my peers And I was telling them how much I hadn't been highlighting some of the work I've been doing around menstrual equity. And they said, girl, what are you doing? You need to be shouting that from the mountaintops. People want to know. It becomes a really powerful differentiator. Now, of course, I knew that. I knew I should have been talking about it. But for whatever reason, I felt this sense of needing to hold back. But here's what I want you to hear. Sales and revenue generation positively correlate to your business's ability to deliver social or environmental impact. So if you are doing work in the world, talk about it, tell people, invite them to be a part of the work that you're doing. When you do that, it allows them to feel connected to see what you are all about as a person and as a business owner, and allow them to make the decision on whether or not to join you. The third way that we tackle this is by really being intentional about the kinds of offers that we put out there. This is probably one of the easiest ways to bring purpose 
into the sales process. When we're crafting our offers, we want them to directly reflect our mission's objectives. And those offers need to align to your core values. They need to align to your purpose and mission. And when they do, it really reinforces the purpose-driven nature of the business. It goes a long way, I'll tell you, when you're in those sales conversations and you're putting your offer out there, when you know that what you're doing and what that offer generates in revenue allows you to do for the project or program or service that's of importance to you, the impact side, all of a sudden it doesn't become that complicated. Because in order to have the impact, it's all about the sale. Now, that's not an invitation to be weird or manipulative, right? Sales has to be authentic. It has to be from a place of service. So when we create our compelling offer, a lot of that comes down to real clarity about who you're serving, who this product helps, how it helps them, and why they need it. That is the piece, that authenticity piece, that will be a game changer, especially when you have clearly thought through how that offer links to or enables you to create the impact that you really want to have. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope it has given you some insight into where you might be over-prioritizing the mission and under-prioritizing the revenue-generating side of the business. Now, you might be thinking, but Jess, all I really care about is the impact. And again, I go back to you need money in your business to make impact. Yes, you can volunteer your time. Yes, you can you know, donate your own personal money. Yes, you can find ways around that. But in order to have that exponential impact that most of us are really looking for, you need the revenue, you need the resources, and you need the support to be able to do that. So try to strike a balance here between purpose and profit. And I really want to encourage you to embrace sales as a means to an end, not just a, a necessary evil or a compromise. You get to leverage your authenticity, your passion, your commitment to change in that process. So sales is not about sacrificing purpose for profit, but rather harnessing both to create greater good for the society that you live in, for the communities in which you work, and the environment around us. If this is a struggle area for you and you are just hung up on sales or how to develop a sales framework, then let's chat. I am more than happy to sit down and talk through some of the challenges that you're facing and work through a solution that gives you the tools you need in order to find that right balance for you and for your business. So with that, I will leave you with this. Be bold, be courageous, and go make an impact. <music>